0: Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up. Our podcast starts now. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of the Real Estate Hustle podcast. I've got an amazing friend of mine, Holly Priestner, on today who's part of PLACE. If you've heard of Ben Kinney, Chris Suarez, she's the woman sort of behind the magic with this group. Um, PLACE had an incredible 2020. And, and Holly, I'm going to ask again because you just sort of gave me some of those numbers. I think I heard you right when you said $2 billion in volume in 2020. Is that right?
1: And that is right. That was about fifty five hundred units and fifty three million in gross commission income, which is right—the important number because that's what goes back to our people.
0: Which is which is absolutely incredible. And, and before we jumped on, we were sort of you know talking about that that shuffle and that movement, and um, I think you had mentioned sort of twenty nineteen to twenty twenty is where a lot of this happened, and and this big partnership. If I'm not mistaken, I remember being at family reunion in Dallas and everyone was talking about the biggest merger in real estate history with with Suarez and experience coming together with Ben Kinney companies. How's that all going with you guys?
1: Well, you know, Andre, it is, you know, it gets better every single day. Someone asked me yesterday, what's been the the biggest surprise out of the last year, because we've all been together for a year. And I I said, I knew it was going to be amazing. You can't lose when Chris Juarez and Ben Kinney are your leaders and the, the vision that they have and how much they pour into other people. I think the biggest surprise is every single day literally something gets better um meaning better for you know the organizations that are part of our platform for the technology that we're building and how we're iterating on that right we own Brevity, and um we really get to iterate on that very quickly and that's really fun to watch i think the most you know rewarding thing to me is seeing the the immediate impact on our people and so it's it's easy to get up every day and you know to be a part of place and to to do your job at a high level, whenever you're getting to see that immediate impact.
0: Well, and, and it's it's interesting because I know we don't, you know, that we usually take the ego out of the conversation. I think I mentioned to you, you know, I'm pretty sure at the numbers you guys are reporting and and where your your numbers are coming in, you guys are either top five team in the world, if not the number one team in the world, like. That, that is an incredible feat. So I'm going to say congratulations because um, that's incredible. I know I've, I've been in your world for a while and that is so cool. What are you guys doing differently? Is there anything you're doing differently?
1: You know what, Andre? It's not that we're necessarily doing anything differently. I like to say that what we do is, you know, model systems, technology, coaching and training, but with a B12 shot or on steroids and that we have someone that's focused on each area of the business, a subject matter expert on each area of the business. So you were really nice to say, you know, that I'm the person behind the curtain, but there's actually, you know, multiple people, you know, behind the curtain. And honestly, I would say from Ben and Chris's perspective, they put all of us in front of the team. Um, But, you know, our charge is, hey, master your area of expertise We're empowered to do that and build the most phenomenal systems, find the best technology to power those systems and develop the most impactful training and coaching around those systems, right? So in my world as chief talent officer, my one thing is to be constantly studying the talent industry and coming to our teams with tricks and tips and coaching and consulting so that they're building their teams the right way. Right. And you can look at each person on our leadership team and that's what their charge is. So when you have someone that is passionate about building others and growing others who gets to stay in their wheelhouse or their swim lane, do what they love to do and create to help other people, that's what allows that's what sets us apart from other organizations.
0: So so taking sort of the one thing and then taking it to the next level. And I've heard that conversation before, Holly, where you've talked about like, the, the beach ball method, and, and my brain instantly goes to here's a big beach ball, and we're throwing it around the room. Is that effectively sort of the thing where you're going, you know, when, when you have the ball, that's your lane, or, or what does that look like for you?
1: Well, we're highly collaborative, so I wouldn't, when I say lane, I primarily mean an area of expertise. Yet, when you look at our leadership team and you look at who is, you know, Focused. I mean in our leadership team that's a loose term right when you look at the owners and the operators of all of the organizations that are part of place. That is our leadership team, right? We're listening to their feedback. They have ideas. They're doing things that we look at and we think we're going to mimic that. As a matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to Austin Kettner and um, the Kettner Group, who's in Ontario. Love him. Um, you know, just last week I had Austin on a Zoom and I said, Tell me more about how you do XYZ because we need to take that and we need to scale that to other businesses. So when you look at gathering the top 1% in any markets across North America, and you're learning from each other, and you're taking what's worked phenomenally for one person, and you're able to scale that, that's one element, right, but then when you look at people who I would say, um, and work for is kind of a, not the right term, because I don't feel like any of us think we work for anyone, but right, when we work for a place, like those of us that are part of the hub, right, when we are looking at what we do, we're highly collaborative, right? We get together once a week, we have an agenda, we have a business plan that we are true to, right? So that we don't change shiny objects, we collaborate on. Here's, you know, the scale, the simple solution to a problem that we want to solve and scale it. This is how we're going to do it. We get everyone's ideas, and then whoever happens to be that subject matter expert in that area takes it, runs with it, gets it about eighty percent, brings it back to the group. We tweak it. Um, I think one thing that's been so um, endearing, so impressive, is the amount of time and attention that Ben Kenny and Chris Suarez are willing to spend on the details, right? Um, they're willing, it doesn't matter what the, the item is, um, they're willing to spend, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of hours on even the smallest piece that we're providing our operating our operators so that it, it has, you know, their touch, their stamp of approval. And I think that that's incredibly powerful. And um, so it allows us all to kind of like plus each other on an ongoing basis.
0: I heard, I heard two really interesting things out of that, that that I kind of just want to touch on for a second. And, and yeah, shout out to Austin. He's in Toronto. Absolutely killing it. If you're in the Toronto area, reach out to him if you're thinking team-wise or you're thinking of selling or buying. Incredible, incredible group. But I, I, I want to roll back to you mentioned, you know, Ben and Chris sort of giving their time in. That was the first thing that kind of you know, raised my eyebrows as I'm going – at that level at, at 5500 units and what are, what are we 40 plus expansion teams that that are part almost of place, 50. almost 50 expansion teams part of place and and the leaders of the organization are in the minute details to make sure it's perfect for everyone else that that's mind-blowing to me
1: well and we're not doing it for the sake of growing a big business right every single person that's part of the hub our main focus is we want to change lives. And you could ask any of our operators, there is probably not a week that goes by that they don't have some sort of direct contact with Ben and Chris one-on-one. Right now, from a scalability perspective, Ben leads um, a session for all of the owners every single Monday. Chris leads a session for the entire organization. So every single agent that's on a team, every single person that's in an administrative or operations role, our virtual partners that are in the Philippines, and um, the leaders of all of these organizations, Chris leads, you know, a a call every single Friday. So sure, everyone's getting that touch, but I guarantee you, and this is me talking off the cuff, but I guarantee you, if you reached out to any of our operators, they can tell you, oh yeah, I had direct contact one-on-one with Ben or Chris this week. Chris and I were on a call right before we jumped on our Zoom, Andre, and, you know, he said, you know, our biggest thing, what sets us apart we were having a, a greater business conversation but he said what sets us apart is we're not making decisions on behalf of you know chris or ben or the hub leadership team we're making all of our decisions based on the sole benefit of all of the operators that are part of place right. and when you lead with that heart i mean you can't go wrong and that's what chris and ben do
0: that's i, I love that and, and i myself i mean I, I can speak to both of those gentlemen and and what they've done in my world and, and helped me through right i mean I still follow Chris's time rules, right? Batching time and, and organizing that way. And that was a couple of years ago that, that I got that gold nugget from him. We were able to implement that into our business. So, so I think it's incredible what you guys are doing. And, and to that fact, the reality that you're putting that time back in, because you got to figure the assumption is, you know, they're on their you know, they're on the mountain and, and they're ahead of everyone but it's not the case it's actually completely opposite where they're they're effectively in the trenches with everyone at the level that they can be
1: one hundred percent, and I'm laughing as you said that because as you were talking about them being on a mountain, I thought about it. I've had I've had two one on one Zooms with Chris this week, and then a phone call today. Right, no one is on a mountain. Um, the other thing that I think is so powerful, and it, and it's a different style of leadership than most of us are are used to is the opportunity to be vulnerable or the opportunity to really make mistakes. And we we talk about failing forward over and over again. But like, have have we truly in our lives been in an environment where that's okay? And it is. And um, and I think that's another thing about being in Ben and Chris's world is knowing. I mean, even this morning, I messed, I messed something up. And my colleague, Josiah, who leads marketing, was like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, oh, yes. I was trying to delete it. I'm like, thank you so much. And he said, it doesn't matter. As Ben says, there's no emergencies in real estate. And he said, and when you kick butt as much as you do, a small mistake doesn't matter. And, you know, that mindset um, and that culture of, hey, we're all moving fast. We are all here because we have the same purpose and that's to serve others. No one ever doubts your intention. No one ever doubts that uh, you're not like firing on all cylinders and that, that ability to be vulnerable um, is you know, something I believe that's really special about our culture
0: yeah that i mean and that word culture i think i think you guys have embodied that all the way through and i remember sitting with i think it was it was ben that that said this to me eons ago this is you know probably going back 7 or 8 years ago when i was you know a virtual real estate rookie and sort of hearing ben say you know when it when he's looking at talent he looks at it on a really big scale and, and he sort of looks at everyone as, as, Hey, how can we get into business together? And how can I help you achieve your goals? And and I think they both live that all the way through. And with Chris, I know it was more, you know, experiential living and then that side of stuff. And so what a, what a happy marriage between the, the two personalities and then what they do. and And it's no question that you guys are absolutely killing it. So
1: well, Andre, let's let's put a pin in those two topics really fast, right? That culture, and what they both bring to the table. If you know Ben Kenny and Chris Suarez, you know their personalities are yin and yang, um, and that that makes a beautiful marriage, right? As a matter of fact, in December 2019, we were in Bellingham. Um, Chris, Katie Benson, John Powers, and I flew to Bellingham to meet with all of the operators in Ben's world. And someone actually raised their hand and they said, this is the perfect marriage. And, and so we say that about their personalities. They have a shared mission. They have a shared heart. But let's talk about two things that really tie to that culture. So right in Ben's world, it's like, how do we build wealth? And it goes beyond your real estate business. It goes you know, to your personal wealth. And one of the things that was really impressive to me whenever we first Join forces is that I started looking around um, the people on the Ben Kenny teams are the teams that were powered by Ben Kenny companies at that time. Now all powered by place. And you would see the director of operations buying their second or third investment property. And, you know, so whenever we talk about building wealth, Um, It's holistic. It's not like, hey, build a big business so you have wealth. It's looking at every single agent and every single team member on a team and thinking, how do we leave our mark on their, their generational wealth? How do we set them up for success beyond their paycheck or beyond their commission? And the other thing that is, you know, really cool when we talk about that culture. So you mentioned um, the part where you've used their their mastering time, um, you know, hacks I would call them. And you're such a great example of that, right? You have your team. You're now an op. You have other businesses. You and I've spent a ton of time together, and you've really you've taken those things to heart to build a big world for yourself. And I will tell you. That that mark that, you know, when I think about the mark that Chris has made on so many of us, it starts with that, right? I've directly benefited from that coaching. And that conversation goes back, gosh, probably six or seven years when I was at KWRI and Chris was, um, you know, an operating partner multiple market centers. You know, at the time he'd not expanded, but PDX Property Group was netting a million dollars. He had started year over year over year. He'd started KW Costa Rica. I remember sitting next to him in an um, FSO. And two things stood out. Number one, I realized, wow, by being in a corporate environment, I'm never going to truly make, you know, the income that I want to make. And we're doing the, an income exercise. And I thought I want to be where Chris is. The second thing that I realized is you have to have your time buttoned up to be able to have that many opportunities to be able to take you know that Keller williams opportunity model and start another region in another country now he owns six brokerages right at the time it was just a big real just a real estate team that was a dollars but right now he's in an you know leading an empire that's two billion dollars and you know volume last year it takes being buttoned up on that time and i love seeing across our organization the um, operators and owners of these massive businesses and how they're they're using that to parlay their time for other things right um elizabeth olcott our partner in napa was part one of the founders of Picasso, or part of like the group that put together Picasso. and um, when i look at um jacqueline smith in vancouver washington right she owns a real estate school right they're doing these they've mastered their time or they're living experientially with their families at the same time, they're parlaying their real estate expertise, their leadership, and, you know, and creating other worlds for themselves. And I've been able to benefit from that as well. So I love when you talk about our culture, it goes beyond your real estate business.
0: When, and, you know, they, it's still funny because you still hear teams don't work. We don't like teams. We don't want to support teams, and and I hear that all the time at, at other companies and everywhere else. And my favorite my favorite Ben line is Gary built the highway. You just got to decide what type of vehicle you want to put on it. And I, I don't know if you remember hearing that one Ben probably yeah. didn't remember saying it, but it's so true. And and so we've been given this gift in this world, and and effectively Ben and Chris are building that world for others as well, where, you know, you've got this massive highway within a highway and you can pick your vehicle on it. The other side is, is the partnership side. Right. And we hear it all the time. Partnerships don't work. And or the majority of partnerships don't work. And I, I found it interesting sort of studying and keeping an eye on place and what you guys are all doing down there and seeing that partnerships work when they're done properly. And there's probably a lot of people listening and wondering, okay, maybe I'm in a partnership. How do I get to that level? Or how do I keep my partnership strong? Cause I was on the other side of it. I had a partner at one point in time and I mean, we were doing some incredible things, but it, it didn't last long enough. And, and I think we got out of that partnership after three and a half, maybe four years. And so what are the secrets to, to, to keeping this relationship so well? And you guys are all so happy and there's so much growth. What are the rest of us missing that that you guys have sort of figured out in, in the secret here to partnerships?
1: Well, I don't think anyone's missing anything. I think we all hit different relationships at different points in our lives where partnerships make sense. Now, to speak directly to why I believe that Ben and Chris have been so successful in their partnerships, um, number one, you know, it starts with alignment so whenever you are getting into business with people right is there alignment and I think one of the things that holds partnerships back is people that have a scarcity mindset and and I'll give you know people think I'm going to make less or what am I giving up to be a part of a partnership and this is really fascinating I was introduced to a top producer in Texas last week and um She said, yeah, I ran into an agent on one of your teams and this particular team, um, was highly profitable when they came in, came to, became into the network. And, um, she said, yeah, the leader, the agent was talking about how the leader has never made more money. And that particular team went from 47 million to 81 million in one year. And, um, and she said, and the leader is pretty much every other month going on like a week and a half vacation. Now. That leader is plugged in, even when, you know, she's not just like, oh, I'm on vacation, let the team go, but we're working on that, right? We're working to where she's truly running at a seventh level, but just in, you know, a couple of years of being in partnership, she's making more money and she has more time. Now, the alignment had to be there in the beginning. And the first place that alignment was, is there was not a scarcity mindset in what a partnership is built to do, right? If you have a true partnership, your value must be there that no one's giving something up. Now, that goes from massive organizations, massive networks and platforms like ours to, let's use Austin Kettner as the example, that goes to the agents on his team too, right? When agents are um, nervous about splits or they think they're giving something up, that means the is not there. Austin has the value. His agents are making a lot of money. So it starts with that alignment, and part of that is culture. Part of that is trust, right? Spending a lot of time making sure that the partnership is a right fit and that you do speak the same language, right? I think Ben and Chris kind of dabbled in being in business together for eight or nine years, right? I mean, true, like solid partnerships don't happen overnight. The second thing is a high level of communication and making sure that there's clarity in what that partnership means. If you read our partnership documents, they are completely buttoned up right? Completely buttoned up. And so, you know, like, this is what I'm responsible for. This is what you're responsible for. And so let's use this and let's use Austin as an example to make it local. When someone joins Austin's team, he's not looking for real estate agents. He's looking for leaders and partners. And when they join his team, he's like, this is all that I'm going to provide you, but this is what you need to do to make it successful. And if at some point one of us is falling down on the job, there's no longer a partnership there. And so making sure it's not what you give me, what you give me, what you give me, but it's also how I show up to the table. Um, And like I said, the value has to be there. You know, the communication, right? That goes back to, are we making sure that, um, you know, that there's communication between the partners, that it's not like, hey, come into my team or come into my network, and you're not getting that support. That communication needs to be going both ways. And then I think the thing that's really important with partnerships that what I would say sets us apart from other places is that there's not a limit on what you can achieve in our world. So keeping it local, let's go to Austin's world. When someone joins the Kettner group and they're coming on board and say, they're a brand new agent or say they're a $10 million producer is thinking they're doing something cool. I wanna, I wanna be a part of that. I want that leverage. I want that value. I wanna grow faster and I want more profit. That doesn't mean that they're just an agent on a team forever, right? And our model, when someone comes in and they become a partner with Austin Kettner, they have the opportunity through our opportunity model and our leverage model to grow their own team within a team. They have an opportunity to grow to then become an operator, right? And to be in the same exact opportunity as Austin, there's no limit by being in business with anyone in our world. So if I were to think like, Hey, what makes our partnership so solid alignment, yeah. solid communication, tremendous value, and that there's no lid on what someone can achieve.
0: And, and I love that you said there's there's no limits. I, Holly, I don't know if you remember this, like you and I were on a call two years ago and, and the word limitation slipped out. I, I don't <laughs> remember the context, but I'm going to say it slipped out. I, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't call you out on that. Andre. Oh no, you didn't call me out. You just you definitely called me out. <laughs> and and you mentioned that and you sort of said, Andre, you gotta lose that word from your vocabulary. And it didn't mean much to me at the time. But I remember Ben getting on a call with Katie and then with Chris, and somehow that word came out again. And the, the alignment piece, when you talk about that, whether I was chatting with you or anyone else in your organization. The message was the same the value conversation was the same the trust was the same and the communication the level of communication was the same and that's borderline unheard of to to have an organization at that level where everyone is so so succinct like how are you guys keeping that Is is that the communication piece that's continuing to keep that alignment going or is there more at heart there
1: well i think um that was getting into business with the right people. So when you look at your you reference Katie Benson who is our chief growth officer who Gosh, not only is she one of my best friends, I mean, she is my coach and she's someone who pushes me every day. And then Chris Juarez. So Chris and Katie have been in business together now for more than a decade, right? She was, she recruited him to Keller Williams. Like, when you love to have Chris Juarez in your downline? Um, but then she was a team leader in his market center and she turned around that he was the of and she really did a good turnaround of that market center. And actually one of the reasons... Chris expanded was to stay in business with Katie right if you're if you're a strong leader and you're looking around your world and you're thinking how do I retain my top talent is to continue to make their worlds bigger um okay so then Chris and I've known each other since 2014 and so we we all knew like we're aligned on what we want to do in business and how that impacts other people. So to to continue to hear the same thing come out of our mouths in very different settings, very different humans, if you look at the three of us, but we're 100% aligned on what we want for others and why we're in business and why we're in business together. So it starts with that alignment. And the other thing is whenever you have such a clear mission for what you're building and how you're helping other people, there's no question to what is going to come out of your mouth for lack of a better way to say it. As a matter of fact, Katie was on the phone um, with an agent in our world a couple of weeks ago and she just sent me a quick recap with someone I'm really close to. And I started laughing and I texted her. I said, just read your email agent Annie is going to think that we are parrots or that you were talking from a script because our last conversation was the exact same thing. So that was alignment on who we're in business with. And then that is such clarity on your mission, vision, and values that there's no question about um, any messaging that's out there or any conversations that you're in or just going to naturally say the same things.
0: Right. So, so what are you looking for? I mean, you know, coming in as, as you know, sort of that chief talent officer you've identified some, some incredibly talented people throughout your career what's the secret holly is there a secret or are you just sticking to listening to what people are saying
1: um i'll say two things relationships whenever we think about talent we need to take off our immediate gratification hat right just like with our real estate business um, we need to remember that Immediate gratification isn't really a thing that talent and is the relationship business. The talent business is the relationship business. And whenever you think about, hey, how am I going to get the best talent? That's not, I'm going to go out and find the best talent today. Right now, there are times where there's a specific role and you need to go lead generate and find that specific role, but not for long-term partnerships. And so, you know, I'm gonna go back to what I just said, you know, Chris and I've known each other since 2014. We didn't get into business together until 2018, right? That was a long-term relationship. There was a lot of trust. we worked on a lot of projects when I was at KWRI and Chris was just such a staunch reporter for KW or supporter for KW Young Professionals. We worked on a lot of things together. That was a relationship. And so when you look around, um, even if you look around our organization, you can see those relationships from our operators who have become part of the place network to people that are our coaches, to people in the hub. These are all people that have known each other a really long time. And um, so don't think of it, I'm gonna go recruit Andre today, right? Think about it. Andre and I like each other. We spend a lot of time together. At some point, does it make sense for us to be in business together? Um, The second thing is, as I mentioned, the talent business is a relationship business, just like real estate talent, like building your bench and growing your team, growing your market center is just like real estate. So you have to lead generate, you have to time block for lead generation. You have to follow up, right? Whenever I, whenever I'm coaching the organizations that are part of place, right? We have, um, auto plans and brevity, right? We, we use privity. We have auto plans and brevity that are just focused on staying in relationships with people that we believe are talented and that we would want to be in business with at some point in time, right? And that's adding value. It's not in, it's not that we're not coming from contribution or we have a motive, but it's like, I want to be in business with that person or I really like that person and can I make their day better? And the other thing is, I would say, so it's the lead generation, it's the follow-up and it's making time for the appointments, because you never know when that person is going to be ready. And if you don't have the time in your schedule for those appointments, then they're not going to happen, right? So I would say that, you know, the key to talent is just like the key to growing your real estate business. Lead generate, follow up and have time for the appointments. That's incredible.
0: Thank, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that, that's massive value. I've got, I've got like pages of notes here, Holly. One of the things that is I, I've always kind of sort of been curious about is, and we talked about it a bit before we jumped on, you know, sort of making time for yourself and that sort of stuff. But the level that you guys are operating at and the growth in which you guys are seeing, is that a purposeful thing? Like, is is that part of the structure? Are you guys focused on growth every single day of yourselves or is it just being surrounded by incredible people all the time? Like, what does that shake out to be like?
1: I love this question. It's one of the reasons why I, well, one of the many reasons why I wanted to be in business with Chris Suarez and I had this conversation someone big that's entering our world soon and i'm dying to talk about it and i can't but i had this conversation with him yesterday is when i looked at different opportunities as i was you know exiting a corporate environment and wanting to be an entrepreneur and be in the entrepreneurial world and i was looking at the opportunities that were coming my way i already knew that i wanted to be in business with chris warz even though we were not in a conversation um but whenever people started talking to me about different opportunities i intentionally had this conversation with my husband and i said what sets Chris apart other than like just who he is, because there were some phenomenal people that I was talking to. I said, is I'm never going to outgrow him. Like he is never going to be stagnant. He's going to push me. I'm an avid reader. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I go to a lot of classes. I, I love to jump into seminars. I have interesting friends that I pick their brains all the time. Chris is always going to plus me on that. And I knew that. So I think part of it is Yeah, I mean, I have a formal growth plan. I know, I read eight books in January. Four of those were fun, four of those were business, right? I have a growth plan and I know what books, what um, classes, what I'm doing each month. And I make sure like that's part of my 411. Like I track everything. That growth plan is part of my tracker. And it's all built out. And then after it happens, it turns green for like go, you did it. Um it's on my it's on my 411. It's it's weekly like how am I going to advance this week in that area? So I think part of that is like, yeah, we're all focused on how do we get better because that's how we serve our people better. And it's fun. Um the second part when you have surrounded yourself with <laughs> you know, 50 owner operators and then a hub that is Chris Wores, Jolene Snell, Ben Kinney, um, Josiah Uden, John um, Powers, Katie Benson, when you're on that Zoom every single week with just those people and you're looking around the room and you're like, I better be as awesome as they are because they bring so much value and I need to get smarter and I need to, to learn more because they are. And so I think just by being around, like the law of the five is a real thing, um, just by being around them, you automatically, um, bring yourself
0: up that's incredible and and 411s and and it's mind-blowing to me because you get I'll be talking to a brand new agent and I'll work through the 411 and explain it to them and they go it doesn't work and then here it is, you guys at, at the highest level, at the pinnacle of real estate, being one of the top organizations in the world, and you guys are doing 411s. And so for anybody listening that's kind of going, you know what, I don't want to do that. It doesn't make sense. T- take a note from Holly's book, right? I mean, she's still doing a 411 to this day. I know I still do a 411 every week, and everyone in my organization does one every week. And it's incredible how that level of accountability helps you consistently level up over time.
1: Andre, what is measured is met, right? And I am psycho about tracking. I'm psycho about my perfect week and my time, and I am psycho about tracking. That can be a great quote for this podcast. <laughs> nuts, um, but I'll tell you why, right? What is measured is met is something that Chris often says, and it's true. And so when I get when I look at the level of accountability that we have. Chris does not ask me for this, but every single, um, Sunday I send him an email and we are in multiple businesses together, right? When we talk about mastering time, that has opened the door for, um, I'm a partner in a real estate team with him and, um. Later in April, you're going to see us launch a technology product. Um, you know we're doing multiple businesses together beyond Place, and whenever I look at that, I send him this email every single week. I'm just giving him high level. Hey, this is how we move these businesses forward. Here's a link to my 411. Here's a link to my 135. That 135 is updated every single week. That one 411 is updated every single moment of the day, and I even have my personal things in there. Right, 1500 minutes of exercise a month. And I track that every single day. Um, I go in and like my personal savings goals, right? And it's broken down. There's the year. This is what I'm doing this month. And this is, it's, it's tracked. And so it goes beyond the businesses, but knowing that I'm going to send that email. Now, first of all, I like to update it because I like a gold star and that's a gold star for myself. But the second part, that level of accountability where he can see, oh, this is how we're tracking our organization, here's Holly's part of our organization's 135, here we are. And then at the end of every month, we do get together. Chris has our organization 135, and it's like, how are we doing? And if something's not happening, does it even need to be there, right? This whole concept of uh, addition by subtraction, are we trying to make ourselves too busy? And some of those things aren't needed to move the needle. That's what accountability does, is to allow you to see what's really working, what's not, and where you need to double down and how you can go faster.
0: I love that Holly we've got listeners and and I'm gonna I'm gonna get us wrapped up here before we're out of time we've got listeners of every level within within real estate and so I always ask and this is a surprise everyone listening Holly doesn't know I'm doing this I always ask for for sort of that mic drop moment if there's something you could tell everybody that everybody needs to hear in your experiences in the last year what would that be
1: you're what in a mic drop moment that is a lot of pressure um (laughs) Partnerships. I would say you can go so much faster and so much further, have more profit and a better quality of life with partnerships. And for those of you that are sitting there thinking, I can do this on my own, you can. You can. But at the end of the day, you know, when you look up like how did I measure my life? Was it that I got to the same outcome, but enjoyed my life more and was surrounded in the right environment? And environment matters. Did I do all of those things or was I just struggling on my own to get to the same outcome? And I think partnerships are the key. I was the person, you know, when I resigned from KWRI and was going to be an entrepreneur, I planned on building by myself. Chris had me at hello when he said, would you do it in an expansion organization? Yes, because I knew the power of that partnership. But I want you to know, right, get our egos out of the way and look around and say, who do I want to be around? Who's going to make me better? Who am I going to make better and, and look at how that's going to add quality to your life and quality to your business and quality to the people around you. When you're just focused on yourself and you're thinking, I can do this on my own, look up and think, am I cheating someone in my world that could be doing better and build their own business better if I was partnering with someone?
0: That's incredible. And, and I love that you said that, that partnerships and, and coming together and that it doesn't have to happen right away. Build that relationship. Yeah. You know, continue to stay there and, and it'll happen. So thank you, Holly. That's absolutely incredible. And if someone's thinking about partnerships, are you the person they come to? What's the, what does that look like? How do they get a hold of you? Is email best, text, like what, what do they do to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. Send me an email. Um, Holly at placeinc.com. And send me an email if you're interested in any sort of level of partnerships, right? We have. Individual agents that are building their own teams and using our infrastructure, our technology, our models, our systems, our coaching, our playbook to grow wildly profitable businesses. And then we also have people like Austin Kepner who um, bring their massive business into our world. And again, you know, create bigger opportunities for people and grow faster and more profitable. And um, and if you're interested in joining Austin's team, let's just give this kid a shout out. Um, so far a year to date, he's closed around 27 million for 670 GCI. He has 42.5 million pending for another million GCI and about 12 million in listings right now so if you are an agent out there that's listening and thinks gosh I would love to be a partner in Austin Kettner's team and the Kettner group feel free to email me I can connect you to Austin as well but I mean we have so many opportunities and um we love talent we love talent that's aligned with hey I want to wake up do something big and help other people do big things um feel free to reach out I would love to talk to you.
0: I love that Holly. And then we're going to have Austin on the show. Um, we're going to reach out and get him on as well. So he can talk about it being on the inside and then his incredible success. I've, I've been tracking and chatting with him over the years and, and really watch the growth that's happened with, with being with BK and, and place and where he's going. So again, if you're in the Toronto area or any area, if that matter, reach out to Austin or Holly, if you're thinking about partnering with, with place incredible opportunities, guys. And uh, I I myself have had the conversations and the world is so big. There's nothing you can't achieve through them. So really awesome.
1: Well, thank you, Andre. And for all the operating partners um, that are listening, right? I mean, you're an OP. There's so many awesome OPs, you know, love your region. My husband's Canadian, so I feel like I'm half Canadian with a draw, a Texas y'all going on in there. But you know, for all the OPs, we believe that we're a partner in your market center as much as we're a partner with the people that are in your market center. And, you know, we love to give back, we love to teach, we love to coach, we love to grow our people where they're on their your ALC, where they're giving back, where they're teaching, where they're coaching and providing value. We also like to power your growth and profitability. So um this goes beyond, you know, just the agents or you know, owners of big teams, you know all of you OPs, we would love to be helping you and partnering with you as well.
0: Absolutely, and that's incredible. Guys, it's the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. Special guest, Holly Priestner. Reach out to Holly, we're so excited. And thank you so much, Holly, for being here today. It's been an honor and a pleasure. I've got more notes than, like my notebook's over. I'm at the last page because you've you've completed my notebook of notes. And thank you for all your your value and the knowledge you helped us with today. This has
1: been a true honor. Thank you for thinking of me.
0: Oh, always.